0: Hello, 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 and welcome to Show Talk Podcast, the place where I talk, you talk, and we talk about shows. Oh my gosh, if you've been down this road with me before, you know that if there's no intro music, that means we are starting a brand new show, and a brand new show it is. I am so excited to introduce that we are starting now, The Nevers, a new HBO Max series show that had just started this Sunday, and I hope you guys have the chance to watch the first episode because I am so excited. I mean, I've been waiting for this show to come out for months. I've been doing the countdown with the Nevers podcast, as well as the Nevers Twitter handle, their HBO. I'm so excited. There's like this little community that's already been born that's been coming in from before this the show has even come out, and so there's so many of us, like, already watching and talking about this show, and spreading the news, and hoping that there's going to be so many more watchers, and that pushes for a new season. It's the first episode, and I'm already waiting for a second season. You can't tell me, if you've watched it, that it's not amazing. And honestly, even if you haven't, the promo alone, can we talk about the advertising for this show? I mean it's probably some of the best advertising i've seen so far for a show it hit me on all of my socials twitter instagram facebook okay applaud hbo for that good job that was that was i saw it everywhere and i was ready and honestly all the trailers that came out really drew me in on this show and that i was gonna like it and i hope that viewers who are common with the types of shows that i podcast would like it too a lot of it is of course sci-fi elements we have powers we have people of color which i like we have empowered women who kick ass yes Oh, that was my first swear word. Oh, no. <laughs> I feel like I should preface this by saying now that this is a TVMA show. A TVMA show, which means if you are not of age to be watching this show, you probably are not of age to be listening to this podcast because I'm going to be talking about All of the things, I usually censor myself on some of the shows that I watch no matter what the rating, but I feel like this show, because it touches on so many things so far that I should just be a little bit more free, a little bit more loose, and I think that you guys would appreciate it more if I'm just really just candid to you about my thoughts on the episode, my reactions, and all of that, and I hope you guys enjoy that and like that take. Anyway, let's get back on track. Of course, I am rambling again. But <laughs> what I really liked about some of the promo that came out that really drew my eye was just the empowerment of women in this show. And you can tell that it's a period piece based on just the clothes that they're wearing and the settings that they're in. But it's just they're so strong. They're fighting against men, against other women. And it's it's real. real. The fighting style is pretty real, especially just looking at episode one, and the story itself looks looks amazing. I mean, you're telling me that there is a society of people with powers who are being judged and ridiculed by another society. Like I vibe with this so much, and I honestly don't know if it's just because I can think of it in a real life setting, like remove all of the powers and all of that, the the mystical elements of it, and you break it down to just women, women in society who feel or who live in a world where we're not considered strong enough or we're not considered of our rights. And then you take in the people of color who are in the show, who are also dealing with that along with racism. You deal with people who are part of the LGBT colored mafia amazingness. And they, we don't know if they're in the show yet, I hope they are, but they also are going through so much. So you feel that no matter if there's powers or not, and I don't know why I'm drawn to so many shows like this, but I am, and I feel like this is a running theme that I tend to find myself in with these shows and these podcasts, so bear with me. Um, But yeah, I think I'm, I'm really excited for it, and I'm excited to see how the rest of this season is going to go based on just this first episode. So I hope you stick with me i hope you are open-minded as you're watching it there's a lot of undertones that they put in like a lot of things that they say between the lines That i'm going to try to go into a little bit more when we break down the episode and what actually went on and some of it is very, it's very hard things to, to talk about. Some of it's very controversial. Some of it, you know, not everyone's going to agree with or like, but it's there. And I think that sometimes it's important to talk about, even if it's in subtle ways. So yeah, stick with me. There's going to be probably a lot of rambling, a lot of talking, going off on tangents, you know, but I'm excited for this show and I hope you are too. So let's get right into it. So the show starts around 1896, and honestly, I have no clue historically what could be going on around that time. I am not a history nerd, although I wish that I was, but honestly, I learned one date for an exam and it's out of my head the next. I could not tell you what goes on around this period piece throughout the world, but I'm not going to lie, the first two minutes, I was getting Les Mis- feels like I was waiting for I think it was Amelia who was walking through the little the streets the side streets um in the beginning of the episode and I was ready for her to start singing and <laughs> I don't know if Lay Miz and this show were around the same time frame. was it I don't I honestly don't know but that's the vibes that it was getting and it's it's funny because the first what three to five minutes of the show, it was all kind of in silence, but we were all getting introduced indirectly to almost most of the main characters for the show. And I found it very hard to tell, like, who was who. I put my subtitles on because I didn't want to miss anything. And I recommend that so much. Put your subtitles on when you're watching a show because you learn things. You pick up things a little bit more, things that your ears might not have been focusing on with everything that's going on. And one thing I did hear was Melody, Five Victims. Now, I thought that was very interesting because who's Melody? We all know the name in French that means sickness and five victims. So I was like, okay, is there a sickness going on right now? Like, are people dying? Is that what the troubled means? Like, if you didn't really go in depth into, like, the promos and you don't know anything about the Nevers altogether, like, that's kind of the first things that I was thinking about. So when it does a complete time jump to three years later and we see these same characters that we got to know, five minutes prior with all of these strengths and powers, it's very, like, I'm, I'm very interested because you see them in an orphanage and just a bunch of children and women and we get introduced to Penance a dear which I can tell you now she has my heart my entire soul protect her like put her in a little cubicle let nothing happen to her Um, and it looks like she kind of has some engineering kind of powers which i thought was very interesting since the first scene that we see her in she's fixing things so it seemed like her skill set kind of matched with the power that she gained and then we get introduced also to amelia true It's just, she's kind of like, to me, she feels like the leader so far of this orphanage and of these people, and it seems like their first order of business is just saving other troubled kids and other troubled people, and we see this when they go and rescue this little girl, and right off the bat, like, the action that I know is coming, I can already see. It looks like Amelia is a troubled one. (laughs) troubled one it looks like she's one to start trouble um with the way that Penance is like please no fights this time can we go in go out and Amelia is just like okay sure like I'll be on my best behavior this time no promises and I already love her for that too so the two main characters Penance and Amelia are I am a fan. But they go into this house, and you can already tell that religion is something that's going to make a like a recurring theme around because a lot of people interpret being troubled as satanic, as seen with these this little girl's parents who have brought Amelia and Penance over to take her in because they don't know what to do with her because they think that she's possessed, yada yada. And I was like Oh my gosh, like religion. Religion for years, although there are good parts of religion that I fully support and am part of, there are so many bad things about religion too. Like we take the words of a book and we can turn our backs on our own family from it. And we see this because they literally chain this poor girl to her room. And what is it she can do? What is so satanic about this girl? She can speak different languages. Oh my god. What a struggle. Like they... uh, It just drives me insane. Like that's your child. And because you think that there's something wrong with her. And it's not something of the norm. The first thing to do was to chain her up. Because it's a sickness. And you don't want it to spread. And okay. Maybe this may be just a dramatic version of what religion can do, but you can't say it hasn't happened in real life and in past instances. I mean, we've burned people at the stake for being different. So this is just a mild version of that. And I thought that was an interesting thing to start off the show with. And we get to see a little bit of Amelia's powers, although we get an idea of penances. We see Amelia's powers in that she can see the future. Possibly? It wasn't very clear with the episode, but I think she can see the future because we find her in a fight that she's predicted, and I was excited to see this fight. Now, a lot of my excitement comes from not only who she was fighting, but how she's fighting. I find that a lot of shows or movies, the way that they have in the past couple of years recently, showed women fighting against other counterparts has become more realistic. And I love it because we have to understand that when women fight other people, there are strengths, differences that they need to account for, more areas that they need to protect. And Amelia, like, the, and the actress all together and whoever directed this fight did it so well. She was covering herself properly, like, in defense. She was using items around her to, like, help push her in the fight. And I love that because in some fights it's so dramatic and like the women, if they are fighting, it's, but it's, it just makes no sense. It makes no sense. And in this show, I feel like they captured it, like the reality of how it would really be if you were like in a self-defense class, like they did it pretty well. And who she was fighting, like, did you see those met men? possibly that they were fighting. And a lot of the theories that I got when I looked at these hooded men, which I called the evil snatchers, um, were that they were possibly touched men that didn't get like the good parts of the powers. You know what I mean? Like they might've been touched, but they were deformed by it. And as they were trying to kidnap this little girl because they're snatchers, that like maybe they were jealous and maybe they could take the power. Like that was what like my theories so far on the snatcher men. Now, I don't want to be anti-men in this show. I really don't because there are some good male characters that I am currently simping for. But, but... Just no man. Like, you know, just no man. Because there are a lot of shady figures so far, hoods or not, making key plays in this show. And that goes off with the patriarchal government society that's making moves behind the scenes. And it looks like while Amelia and Penance are going out saving all these troubled women and people... These men are having conversations on what we should do, who gave the powers, how could women be in power, how could people who are not of standing, quotes, be of power than noble men. And I was like, oh, of course. Another thing that is so realistic and so real is a group of men making decisions On women and their bodies and what they can and cannot do and their equality. We love to see it. We love to see it. And I just, I don't know how I feel. I don't know how I feel because it seems like in this show that there are so many people that the orphanage and Amelia and Penance and all the rest of the troubled are against, and so now we have these evil snatchers who are trying to take these troubled people for themselves. We don't even really know why until later on in the episode. Then we have these men of power, us presumably, who are making decisions on what they are going to do about the troubled, who are mainly women who they are scared of, and then we have Malady, like. Oh, there's so much. there's so much to unpack in this show and in this episode alone that honestly, I was surprised we were only in the intro. We were only in the intro. It was fifteen minutes. I was live tweeting so hard, and when the intro came through, I my mouth dropped. like there was so much to unpack in the first ten to fifteen minutes. if that, and ah. Oh so great so great you can't lie and say it wasn't amazing but let's not get sidetracked because after we were luckily able to save this girl and bring her back to the orphanage we get to see a little bit more characters and now you can get introduced to the man who has my heart in the show right now and that is Horatio our little doctor man I screamed because one a black man a doctor oh oh my gosh i'm so excited a man of stature a man of power and he has skills and ah yes that's what i love okay if you're gonna put people of color if you're gonna put black people on the show give them powers let them not have other issues that have to deal with like slavery and so no just give him powers just give him powers that's all i ask that's all i need and he's so gorgeous and i love him and don't think i wasn't looking at the relationship between him and amelia i see it i see those eyes and i know that there is a ship coming i know that there's going to be a ship coming and if you guys have ship names let me know in the comments or wherever you're listening on twitter anywhere. Let me know what the possible ship can be for these two, because I I really like them together. I think it's something that could happen, especially because it looks like Amelia is a widow, from what I read. And honestly, I don't know what happened to... He might have had a wife or a sister. Here... Okay, here is what I'm thinking, because... I think that the woman he was with at the beginning of the show was either his wife or his sister. And I kind of want to go back and just double check because we do have bonfire who's going to be coming in later on in the episode so I have to go back and see if that was her or if there's something else going on because it doesn't seem like she's in the picture right now and so if she's not in the picture and our man is single that means him and Amelia can get together and I am a full supporter of this yes Yes, okay. But other than him, we do see other troubled characters at the orphanage. We see a little girl who looks to be very gigantic, tall. We see... What else do we see? We honestly... Honestly, guys, we don't see a lot of the trouble display their powers so far. That's interesting. They have a whole orphanage. They have a whole orphanage. Oh, nope, that's a lie. We did see that one girl who like dug her hand into the dirt and like raised like she could grow things which was interesting of course we have horatio who as a doctor can heal things and this is why my theory that they're connected to who they are is valid i think you have to really look you have to really look to see like the different types of powers that people have in the orphanage so far and i honestly think that they are based on the person's personality or what they were doing in the time that they gained those powers. And I'll explain that a little bit more as we get closer to the end and that ending reveal that we got. But it looks like our girl Amelia and Penance, they're going to have a lot to deal with because now that there is evil snatchers on the loose, taking these girls who have disappeared could be more than one case they have to figure out what's going on which means they have to get an audience with the beggar king one of the guys who has been giving them information on how to find other troubled people so if he's been giving information to them for a price maybe he's been giving information out to other people and if they can figure who that is they can stop the snatchers Seems simple. Yes. But this Beggar King, he seems like, I don't know why, but when I was watching the show, I was like, a gangster. (laughs) Oh my God. (laughs) And it was so funny, but he put on this whole bravado on how he was running the show, as a man should, of course. And he was totally put on in his place by Amelia because she's so strong. And like, she's so, you ah, sh- oh, I just, okay. One thing I, <laughs> another thing that I love about Amelia is she puts on a show. She puts on a show that she's very strong and she's very elegant and she's very powerful. But there are moments in the show where we do see her scared and we do see her nervous or, or having a breakdown. And a lot of that does come from her troubled powers. So I think that it's very interesting looking at that, play that power play that she and the Beggar King have. And although we don't really get a clear answer on if he's been giving out information, she does get to get his help a little bit on narrowing it down. Another power play that we see is between her and our man Lord Mason, who of course was one of the main guys who were making the governmental rules and what they should do, about the troubled, and it's all very interesting because they all get invited, of course, to this opera party because Amelia gets a vision on that she thinks that something's going to happen, and so she goes there with Penance, and they're basically like poster children for the orphanage and for the troubled, at least as Lavinia's guests. And I'll get into Lavinia and her family and and the rest of them in a minute. But um, as they get introduced and they begin talking, you can see that Amelia is very knowledgeable. She's very smart. She can go toe to toe with Lord Mason. And I don't think he likes that. And you can tell that he doesn't like that she's not only smart, but she's also more powerful than him. And I think one line um, that I really liked that they said was the harmony scene, where they were expressing that a harmony is a group of different people coming together to make a beautiful noise, which Amelia was emphasizing that is that is a group of troubled with normal people fully interacting to become one in the world, which is what Lavinia wanted her to come and represent. Where Lord Mason states that Harmony always has one voice above the other, as it should be. And he, of course, believes that that hierarchy should be towards him and his people, white, upper class men. So there's a lot of, like, issues between the two of them, a lot of posturing, and you can tell that for the rest of the season, those two are going to be going head to head. Head to head. And I I can already tell that the more they interact with each other, the more tension it's going to bring. So I don't know if Lavinia's plans was kind of like the best thing to do. I feel like she should meet her players first before she puts them in the same room. And you know what, getting back to Lavinia, I don't know, I don't know this woman. She wasn't there in the beginning, and we were introduced to her as a silent character. Um, and I, I don't know. For some reason, I think she has troubled powers. Like, you cannot tell me. I feel like it. Ugh, but she's still in the wheelchair, right? She, we get introduced to her in a wheelchair, and she's still in the wheelchair. And I feel like if she had troubled powers, like maybe that wouldn't be a thing anymore. But maybe it's like hidden. <laughs> Stick with me here. Because she seems like a type of character that the troubled powers would come to her and with how invested she is and trying to integrate the troubled people into society you would think it would be because she too is one of them and is just hiding it in secret you know or maybe she has a family member who also has it something like that like that's just what's going on in my mind and based on what they said in the after episode the possibilities are still there right? And then we have her brother? Her brother, Augustus. And this man, oh my gosh, when I say he gives me anxiety, like he gives me the secondhand anxiety because he can't do anything without his sister's play, like without her like nudging him along. He talks and I swear my skin crawls because I can get the secondhand embarrassment from the screen. Like this man, I don't understand his purpose? Like, like I didn't. I didn't understand his purpose until we saw that he was also troubled. And of course, we have to keep in mind that some men can be troubled. And the idea that Augustus, too, is troubled will also leave me to believe that Lavinia is troubled. And then we have Hugo, the ferryman, or leader of the ferryman. I don't know his purpose. I really don't know his purpose. And I honestly think that his character is just here to introduce us to another side story to to connect it. Like, there's so many stories in play. So, the ferryman is, I'm guessing, creating either a prostitution, a brothel, stripper palace I could not tell you but he's working with the police shady but unsurprising to create a place where men can go and be entertained by what he views as pretty women so I'm guessing it has to be some kind of like prostitution house or, like, stripper house or, like, something like that, you know? And we don't judge working women in this podcast, but it's just, you know, it's taboo. It has to be taboo. It's 1899. They don't play that game. If they don't appreciate women's rights, they definitely don't believe in women shaking their tatas for no man, no matter what society, at least not publicly, <laughs> which is why it's all very hush hush. And he has these little fireman keys that he's handing out at the opera. But I really want to know what Augustus and Hugo really bring to the show. And I think we're going to see it a little bit more as the season progress. Of course, it's only the first episode. I just expect to have the entire storyline because this one hour felt like several because we were getting so much information so much content that I of course appreciated but I can't wait to see like what his own background story means Hugo's business as well as Augustus's troubled powers and what that'll mean even if Lavinia has powers or not I don't know I don't know but speaking of Speaking of powers, guess who we get introduced to? Melody! It's a person, not a thing. Wow, nouns. (laughs) But she's a person and she too has been touched. And we see that she, from the beginning, is someone that was going to be going to an asylum. Who knows what her mental state was before this show started. But you can tell me now that she's off the deep end, and I would believe you, because she is! She's so crazy! She's shooting people up, she's holding- she slit this man's throat! She slit this actor's throat so fast in the show, my mouth dropped, and all she could say was, I killed the devil! I screamed! I screamed, and I don't know if I like her character or not, because- the actor, at the end of the episode, when they go and they talk about the show and their characters, she describes Melody as kind of just this lost character who can has been touched and is seeing things in a different way. And we don't know if that's because of her powers. When you look at her and she's interacting with others and she's explaining her story, on the stage in this show you can see her eyes change and I wonder if that's part of her powers and I don't know like if she can see things or if she's like a monster like there's so many things like that you could go in and say that Malady is um but we wouldn't know but clearly she has a following she has bonfire and she has this little dude in the corner who's like her her muscle who might have powers too who knows um but they're her following and she's been using them to find this angel that we know of who we later find out is mary now i don't know who mary is but other people know who mary is and that is very interesting to me because mary has the voice of an angel which is the exact angel that Malady is searching for. And apparently, her voice can. I don't know if it can point out who the touched are, or if the touched recognize each other and what is within them by Mary's voice, if you get what I'm saying. But Malady apparently wants Mary for this. And we have. Amelia and Penance and Lavinia and everyone's just watching this entire scene play out on the stage. And I love that aspect of just true acting from the characters, like from the actors as characters on stage while also perform, like, it was like a performance within a performance and I loved that. So when Maladie is explaining that she sees things, which which could be her powers, and that she's here for an angel, and she sees it within Mary, Amalia, or Amelia, however you say her name, she jumps in and she's ready. Because this is one of her people. She's not going to let them disappear. No, she created this orphanage so that other troubled people wouldn't be alone and that she could protect them. So she was going to protect Mary... Like she was going to protect Mary, so and I saw her jump off that balcony, and go for Malady. I was rooting, I was rooting for her because, ah, oh, she's my character. I love her, and so now, we have Malady versus Amelia going off. They're fighting each other, and then we have Bonfire, another black character, which I appreciate that she has very strong power as a black character we haven't heard her say anything yet okay we don't know her story but we know she follows melody and she's also fighting and so we see this power dynamic play between the two of them and it's i don't know if you can consider it a good versus evil because we don't really know Malady's reasonings for what she's doing what she's doing she might be taking Mary because she's jealous of Mary she might be taking Mary because she wants to find other troubled people she might be taking Mary because she's just crazy or maybe what she's seeing what her powers are giving her are telling her that Mary is a key key person in however this whole powers and troubled system a rose. And I cannot wait to see it. Because I don't want to hate Malady off the bat. Like, yes, she killed a few people, but semantics, you know? She could have her reasons. And we already knew she wasn't sane. We saw her. She was already going to the loony bin before this even started. So these powers, of course, enhanced whatever it is that she was before and whatever she sees. And so, I don't want to pit amelia and malady as good versus evil i'll let you guys do it if you want but so far i consider her just Don't hate me for this, but troubled. I just consider her just troubled. And I would love if we go in later on in the season more into her story and into her background and why we have characters such as Bonfire and this guy following her. And if this message that she's putting out, even in her violent ways, are true, like I'd love to see that. And now, especially, as Amelia has lost this fight with Maladie and we've lost Mary, there's a lot of things we have to think about, like were people who are troubled right now revealed? We did see a good handful of people that we didn't even see in the beginning of the show be revealed as troubled characters. People who have been sitting throughout this opera looking like random, normal members of society revealed. Did other people notice? Who knows? But we know that they all felt something. We see that Augustus was shown to be troubled. We don't see Lavinia, but you know, I'm keeping my hopes up. Hugo, we didn't really see to know if he was troubled, but I don't think he is. I think he's just like a sex addict. You know, that's just my idea for Hugo. I don't have much like He doesn't really give me complex character much. But we'll see. You know, this show seems like it would surprise me on his character. But I'm not holding out to believe that he's troubled. Not yet. And now, Mary's gone. Mary's gone and that's going to be a deep problem that we're going to see in later seasons. Especially when Penance, when she finally finds Amelia after that whole fight, she expresses how mary made her feel like she belonged and this is a person a key person that they think is going to maybe help lead the revolution into bringing troubled people into the light you know and it gives me greatest showman vibes is that just me like are you getting greatest showman circus vibes from this whole thing like is it just me no (laughs) But when you thought that was the end, you would think that that was the end. We get introduced to our villain, potentially. We get introduced to all of our characters and you think it's the end. But no, we do a back time jump back to 1918, 1896. Where we get to see how this started. How this started. And oh my gosh, aliens. I'm claiming it right now. Aliens. Because something, whatever it was, it looked like a fish, came out of the sky and released their semenish pollination powers onto the town, which selected you saw it, selected a few people to have the powers, mostly women, but then some men. And so we got to see everyone be touched. And it looked like everyone forgot their memories of what happened except for Maladie. Which is what makes me believe that her powers is that she can see things. And that might be for why it plays on her powers. Because she used to be crazy so she could see things. But now she has these powers. And now she can still see things. So she can still be the only one that remembers that there was an alien ship that came and gave everyone their touched greatness and that's the god that she like leads her people by you know is that it's just ah oh, so much and it's like where did the aliens come from is the aliens connected to anything else are they gonna come back does everyone remember does everyone not remember it's oh there's so many questions that i honestly could not answer just on one episode. Like, I'd have to either dig in a little bit more or rewatch the episode or wait for the rest of the season because there's just so many things that make no sense. Especially when you find out that Mr. Mason has a daughter who's also touched, which makes me very confused as to why he wants to, like, segregate or in prison, or whatever he wants to do with the touch, because his own daughter is touched, so what's he doing with her? What happened to her? Where is she? Where is she? Is she too locked up in a basement because of satanic beliefs? Questions. I have questions, and I need answers. Uh Speaking of questions, speaking of questions, that doctor guy from earlier on in the episode that's a no for me dog the guy who was like creating possibly the evil snatchers what what was that what was that for all my tiktok people out there you know that sound where it's like what the fuck is that that was me i was singing that in my head the entire time he was drilling into the skin snatchers the the evil snatchers skulls and you could tell that they were in pain And so they could feel all of that. And I could feel all of that internally. And so I don't know for sure if these men, these hooded men, evil snatchers, are people who are touched and are deformed. Or if this guy, this doctor, has touched them and has deformed them in order to fully understand uh, the other people with powers and why they are touched. Like, he's clearly a scientist. And he's clearly trying to figure things out, which is why he wants the other children. He has the other children. He has the other children that have been disappearing and he has been experimenting on them because they are gone now and he's trying to figure it out, which means they're probably dead or they might be these hooded figures. Ooh, so many things. So many things to unpack, guys. Oh, man. But that's basically it. That was basically this entire episode. We found out about The Touched. We found out about Maladie. And is she our foe? Is she not our foe? We don't know. We found out about Amelia and Penance and Horatio, the loves of my life. We found out about the ferryman and whatever that's going on with him and the police and these framed murderers that are going around and the prostitution ring that he might be making. We found out about the aliens and how they got the powers. We found out, ah uh, just so much. Honestly, I could talk about this show for days and I probably have been to anyone who would listen and now I here I am, bothering you guys if you're listening. So, thank you for coming this far, honestly, because I probably have talked longer than I should have but there was just so much which is why I loved that after this episode they broke it down they showed us what possibly could be going on for the rest of the season they showed us like the inspiration that the actors had for their characters and so I really believe that after you finish watching this show, do not close your browser. Listen to the after show. Listen to what the actors have to say on the motivations that they believe the characters have and what could possibly be coming for later episodes because there was so much ah, beautiful information that they gave, and I will be fully entertained and listening every Sunday night to what they have to say because I'm already in love with all of them and I appreciate the content that they're giving us yeah but that's all I have to say for today's episode thank you so much for listening what I think is going to happen next episode I honestly could not tell you I I couldn't, I, not even an inkling, I could not tell you what is coming, but I hope you stick with me on this crazy rambling journey of this show and the rest of the season um, and we figure it out together. The hope and the goal is that every Monday or Tuesday, I'll have a new uploaded episode for you on The Nevers, so I hope that you will be there and listening with me. Of course, you can follow me on Show Talk Podcast, on Twitter, send me an email at Podcast dot blog if you want to talk personally of what you think and your ideas for this show and other shows that I'm podcasting. But I would love to hear from you and I would love to just keep talking about shows as we do on this podcast. But until then, I will see you next time and keep on talking.